0: everyone, welcome back to Bible Stories for Heathen Children, I'm Robbie. Before we get going, I just wanted to say that when we first planned to do this little series, we thought we'd be able to break the stories down a bit differently than we than we actually ended up doing it, but I still wanted to finish the story before Easter. For that reason, I'll be having two more episodes in the next couple days. So uh, if you're wondering how is Robbie going to get through all of this? Um, at the pace they've been going, well, uh, not today. Not going to conclude today. If you hate cliffhangers like my son Aiden, I am sorry. But on the other hand, in just a few days, the story will be finished. Or you can space out your listening if you prefer. I, I won't actually be having a new episode up the week after Easter. Um, going to take a break. At the end of the last episode, Jesus had been betrayed by Judas, his friend and disciple, and had been arrested in the Garden of Gethsemane. Jesus's other disciples had fallen asleep while Jesus was praying. And when they woke up, Peter cut off someone's ear. Then Jesus put it back on and said, stop fighting. And then the disciples all ran away. So the temple guards took Jesus down to the Mount of Olives and back into the city of Jerusalem, to the house of Caiaphas, the high priest. Peter and John, two of Jesus's closest friends, had run away along with the others, but apparently they didn't run very far. They doubled back and followed the line of torches, probably wasn't that difficult to spot, back into the city from a safe distance, hoping they would find out what would happen to Jesus. Finally, they saw the mob enter the large courtyard of Caiaphas's house. It was a place that John knew. He had been there before. His family knew Caiaphas, and so John gave his name to the guard at the entrance, and she allowed both John and Peter to come into the courtyard. But only John was allowed to go inside Caiaphas's house. From there, all he could do was watch what happened to Jesus. Peter, who did not have a family connection to Caiaphas, was not allowed in the house and was stuck standing awkwardly in the courtyard. It was the middle of the night, and it was cold. Some of the high priest servants and temple guards who had been in the crowd that arrested Jesus had set up a fire and they were standing around it, warming their hands. Peter was cold, too. Uh, Let me take a second to note what I haven't actually talked about yet. It's that um, unlike, you know, the Christmas story, a lot of other stories that we don't know what type of what time of year they would have happened. This is actually grounded in a specific time of year because Passover always happened at the same time of year. Just like Easter always happens at the same time of year, although not on the same day because they're kind of connected to each other. So um, so at any rate, it would have been the spring, early spring, and um, it would have been chilly at night. So where was I? Peter was cold. Everyone was cold. They were setting up around a fire. They were warming their hands. So Peter decides to nervously scooch towards the fire and stretch out his hands, you know maybe he can warm up a little while not drawing any attention to himself and he tried to you know position to himself so he could see inside the windows he thought maybe that's jesus i don't know so um jesus was turned away from him facing this large group of angry men and perhaps peter was not as subtle as he thought because one of the servants noticed him she'd been the guard who let peter and john into the courtyard and she thought they looked a little familiar now she looked at Peter closely and she was sure she recognized him. She said, You were with Jesus, that man from Nazareth. Peter was shocked. He had been trying so hard. He thought to avoid detection and now he was caught. He was afraid. And his fear quickly gave way to anger. He did what he usually did. He spoke up immediately. Woman, he said, I don't know the man this was um obviously a lie and if you remember in the last episode you know jesus told peter that he would deny him three times and peter's like of course i will never do that uh anyway deny count one then in fear peter ran away from the fire to the gateway of the courtyard hoping to conceal himself in the darkness there Inside the high priest's house, the Sanhedrin was gathered. You remember them, the group of religious leaders who, according to the Gospels, hated Jesus. Now they had met to have a trial led by Caiaphas, the high priest. Jesus would be accused of blasphemy, of dishonoring God's name, and they would find some reason to declare him guilty. Caiaphas was absolutely sure that would be the outcome of the trial, but what he wasn't sure of was how he would get there. He needed to find some clear evidence for blasphemy to make sure that everyone would vote that Jesus was guilty. Caiaphas began by having Jesus questioned by Annas, who was Caiaphas's father-in-law and also a former high priest. Being high priest back then was a bit like being president of a country now. Even after a person's done being president, people will still refer to them as president such and such. So high priest Annas asked Jesus to talk about his followers and what he'd been teaching them. Jesus replied, What I teach is widely known. I preach regularly in the local synagogues. Those are the Jewish places of worship. And the temple, all the religious leaders have heard me. I teach nothing in private that I've not said in public. Why are you asking me this question? Ask those who heard me. You have some of them here. They know what I said. When Jesus said this, one of the temple guards standing at Jesus' side hit him and said, You call that a respectful way to talk to a high priest? Jesus answered, If I lied, prove it. Should you hit a man for telling the truth? This concluded Annas' portion of the trial. Now it was up to Caiaphas to call witnesses. He hoped that one of them could prove Jesus' blasphemy. Back outside, Peter had wandered back closer to the fire again, trying to warm himself. Another servant recognized him and said, "'Aren't you one of Jesus' disciples?' "'Man, I am not!' Peter yelled and withdrew again away from the fire. Meanwhile, Caiaphas was calling witness after witness to testify about things Jesus had said. He was getting nowhere. Jesus was right. The Sanhedrin had already heard pretty much everything he had taught. Several of the witnesses tried to make up things that Jesus had supposedly said, but they kept contradicting each other. I should point out that if this trial happened the way the gospel said it did, it would be very much against the law, the Jewish law handed down in the Torah, the first five books of the Bible. If someone was accused of a crime, the law said there had to be at least two witnesses who would testify to it. If a witness purposely lied about the person being accused, the witness would be punished instead of the accused person. But even though this was clearly what was happening, the trial went on at Caiaphas's command. At one point, a witness said, We heard him say, I will destroy this temple, which was made by humans, and in three days I will build another not made by humans. Now, you may remember way back in episode nine of this podcast that Jesus did say something kind of like this. What he actually said, as another witness pointed out, was, destroy this temple and I will rebuild it in three days. As in, like, you destroy the temple, not I'm going to destroy the temple. Of course, the temple he was talking about was his own body, not the actual temple, but the religious leaders didn't know that. But regardless, those testimonies also did not agree. The sky was getting steadily lighter, the night was ending, and still Caiaphas was no closer to winning his case. At last he decided to question Jesus himself in one final effort to get him to commit blasphemy. He asked Jesus, "'Do you refuse to answer these charges? What do you have to say for yourself?' But Jesus did not reply. "'At last,' Caiaphas said, "'I charge you under oath by the living God, tell us, are you the Messiah?' and jesus answered if i tell you you will not believe me and if i asked you you would not answer but from now on i will be seated at the right hand of the mighty god and you will see it was this it caiaphas asked are you then the son of god jesus said you are right in saying that i am at last caiaphas relaxed Clearly, calling oneself the Son of God was calling oneself God, or at least a God, and this was what he'd been waiting for. He grabbed his priestly robes and tore them down the seam. Tearing one's clothes was an ancient expression of grief and horror, and it was a way for Caiaphas to show how serious Jesus' crime was. He said, "'He has spoken blasphemy! Why do we need any more witnesses? You have all heard him say it, and what is your verdict?' And the whole Sanhedrin answered, "'He deserves to die.'" In the courtyard the fire was starting to go out at any moment the sun would come up peter was exhausted sitting near the fire again he could hear a lot of shouting from inside caiaphas's house but couldn't tell what was happening suddenly he felt someone shaking his shoulders and he blearily looked up (sighs) as another servant said it was you you were there in the garden with jesus you attacked my cousin and cut off his ear Peter struggled to his feet. He raised his fists and yelled, I tell you, I don't know the man. You have the wrong guy. Someone else said, Of course you're one of his followers. They're from Galilee, and your accent gives you away. That's where you're from, too. And Peter shouted, I don't know this Jesus, and may God strike me down if I'm lying. And as he finished speaking, the sun finally rose over the wall of the courtyard, and a rooster began to crow, welcoming the dawn. And then... In a flash, Peter remembered what Jesus had said the night before. This very night, before the rooster crows, you will deny three times that you know me at all. In shock and sorrow, Peter turned again to the window to where he could see Jesus, and then the worst thing happened. Jesus turned his head and looked back at him, and Peter knew that Jesus knew exactly what he had done and was sad about it. Have you ever done something because you were scared or angry or stressed and regretted it and felt awful? Maybe you felt like all you ever did was fail. Then maybe you know how Peter felt. He was devastated that when the time came to prove he loved and supported Jesus and live up to all Peter's ideals, he had failed and it had hurt his best friend. And that was all he could take. Peter ran out of the courtyard, down the streets, as far away as his tired legs could carry him. And when he finally collapsed to the ground, he cried bitterly for a long time. I want to pause for a moment and take a breath and say, this is sad. But Peter does get a happier resolution. We won't get to it till the end of the story. But even though he is really sad now, he will have a chance to do better later and he'll feel better. Okay, so as Peter ran away, the Sanhedrin made their final vote and all of them agreed that Jesus was guilty and should die. But it would still be difficult for them to kill Jesus themselves. After all, even if they hated him, he was still enormously popular with so many of the people in the land many of whom were actually still in the city of Jerusalem to celebrate the holiday. So Caiaphas' plan was that they would not kill Jesus themselves. Instead, they would take him to the Romans, who ruled over the Jewish people, and get the Romans to kill him. And so, at dawn, the religious leaders had Jesus tied up, and then they took him to the palace of the Roman governor Pontius Pilate. And we'll see what happens there next time. I will be back Friday and Sunday with new episodes to finish the story by Easter, or you'll be able to listen two days early on Wednesday and Friday if you support the podcast on Patreon. The next episode is kind of intense because I'm just already going to tell you that's the one where Jesus gets killed. It's a long one, and it's kind of intense. Um, Even though we've tried not to include the kind of gratuitous violence we grew up hearing in this story, if you're worried you could potentially skip it, The following episode after that will briefly recap the crucifixion and a lot of the rest of the story from a different angle, before concluding the entire saga. After that, I'll be taking a break for a little while. I'm very thankful to my spouse, Luke, for writing these episodes. It was the plan for a while, but it's been especially helpful because life during a pandemic makes it a bit harder for me to find the time and the emotional energy to write. I hope all of y'all are doing well and staying safe. These are strange times. Thanks so much for listening to Bible stories for heathen children. Our theme music for now is The Darkest Child by Kevin McLeod, licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution. Until next time, shine on Star Child.